walk into this room at your own risk. Because it leads to the future. Not a future that will be, but one that might be. This is not a new world. It is simply an extension of what began in the old one. It has refinements. Technological advances and a more sophisticated approach to the destruction of human freedom. It has one iron rule. Logic is an enemy and truth is a menace. Doomsday Clock Week 70, 6 hours 45 minutes to Doomsday. So, alright Babs, I noticed that there's a hollow puddle from when Darren was here last week. Um, if you want to clean that up and, I don't know, do you want to get me a beer or something? That'd be really great. Some, something nice. Maybe something from Germany, you know, just transport it in. Um, yeah, I'm not fussy, just as long as it's beer. I'm not sure I'm enjoying my new role as trans-dimensional Uber Eats, but I will attempt to locate a beer that meets your needs. Oh, hey, uh, hi. Hey, it's... Um, yeah, Babs, your voice has changed. Oh, what, what's going on? right, Babs is probably who I am now. Um, who are you again? Um, I'm, I'm the witch. You're in, well, my pocket dimension and apparently talking through my robot. Holy shit, witch. It's me, Bo, from Legion Podcast. I've been on your show before. Hang on, hang on. No, no, no. No, no, no. Bo, Bo's in, like, 2019. I Look, I've been all over the place, man. I got in trouble with a witch. Next thing I know, I'm quantum leaping all over the place. I've been through every time period. Last week, I was a young Chinese girl in the Han Dynasty, which was better than you would think. See, I'm guessing you spent a lot of time just looking down your blast. You know, I mean, it's a Chinese young girl in the Han Dynasty, man. There's not a lot upstairs. We're svelte well, as a people. So you said young. I went... Late teens, because I'm not weird and creepy. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, young as mid-twenties, man. I've been as old yeah. as 112. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Just imagine the bowel movements. Anyway, <laughs> I've been jumping all over the place, and I mean, it's just random luck I got here. Now I got to figure out what the hell I got to do here to go back to me, hopefully. Well, um, you could have got me a beer. That would have been a good start, because that's originally what I asked for before you arrived. Uh, I don't know. Ziggy says the beer is probably not the thing. Uh, um, okay. What about... So you were in 2019 originally. Yeah. What if we watch a movie that has 2019 in the title? Uh, Ziggy says that's probably not it either, but what the hell? Hey, all right. Let's do that. 2019, after the fall of New York. 1983. After a nuclear war, society breaks down into two groups, the evil Eurix and the Rebel Federation. A mercenary named Parsifal is hired by the Federation to rescue the only fertile woman left on Earth. Since the nuclear holocaust, 20 years have passed, but planet Earth has been reduced to a garbage-strewn radioactive desert, inhabited by humans devoid of all hope for a future. In this sector... In exactly 30 seconds, the hunters and exterminators will begin total disinfestation. (laughs) 
If you go to New York and bring us back that woman, I'll guarantee you a seat for the journey. This is Bronx. His mind is a veritable map of New York City, and that's Ratchet. Who's next? The strongest man in the new Confederacy. How do we get into Manhattan? Getting in will be easy. It's getting up, it's impossible. It is futile to put yourself through all this pain. Tell us all about your mission for the Pan-American Confederacy. Cyborg Ratchet. It's a great ride, friend, but I have a feeling it's about over. Look. Twenty nineteen. Another sensational blockbuster joins the spectacular new releases from VTC. Yeah! Which versus the Doomsday Clock? This is, of course, 2019, after the fall of New York. I'm not sure if that's good news for you or not, Bo. Uh, you know, if you ask me, New York's been asking for it. Mm, well, you know, I mean, it's been been attacked by kaiju, missiles, aliens. It had to happen eventually, right? Yeah, and I think all of them happen in this movie. Uh, <laughs> I, this this is a, a real mess. See, there's a lot going on. And and I think the the man responsible for all that's going on is the director Sergio Martino, best known for 1973's Torso, 1979's Island of the Fishmen, and 1986's Hands of Steel. Yeah, you tell me the same guy that made Island of the Fishmen made yeah. 2019 after the polka died. Uh, it's. <laughs> Yeah, it, I mean, it fits. There's just yeah. the, that hint of rapiness that you get mm. in an island of the fishmen. Fishmen are very rapey, and I've never understood that. Apparently, Sh monkeys ain't far behind, brother. <laughs> well, yes, yes. Korg, Rape Fest 89. Or 19. Um, that's, 20, that's right, Korg, Rape Fest 2019. <laughs> yeah, right. But, like, you see this, and you see what's going on in America, and you're like, eh. That might be it. They might be yeah, on if target. Could, if they had a wall, that would have done it. We, we Put ain't a wall up. We ain't out of the woods yet. <laughs> True enough. Um, this week <laughs> you've been in the woods. <laughs> this movie stars Michael Sopcu as Parsifal, best known for 1984's Blast Fighter. 1980 and Devilfish. Now we were talking about Devilfish. I'm sure there were Devilfish in the sewers of this movie. Yes, uh, there. Yeah. <laughs> the, I, I'm genuinely surprised there were not alien Devilfish. 
mm, alien devilfish that can crawl up your urethra. Yes. And, well, I mean, we spent enough time in the sewers in this movie. Oh, no. We've got to get to that. And, of course, he was also in 1985's Massacre in Dinosaur Valley. <laughs> it's a great title. It's an awesome title. It's a shit movie. But it's an awesome title. That's a real shame. It's a, it's one of those like when you hear uh, was it like Jesse James meets Dracula, where you're like, yes. that sounds fucking good. Uh, yeah, yeah, it never I is. See, but, uh, is uh, I think it's Jesse James meets the daughter of Frankenstein as well. Maybe so. He got around. I think I, but he, he did. Jesse James did a lot of work because, hey, why not? And <laughs> talking about... He was the first, like, it. Old West influencer. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he, he was on Old West Instagram, which is really just painting pictures of himself and posting it on at the post office. It's wanted posters. That's that's Old West yeah. Instagram. Yeah, just with the two peace signs going, yeah, da! Uh-huh. And little uh, whiskers and cat ears. <laughs> Drawing them on himself, just standing at the front of the poster. Uh huh. I just thought it was cute, is all. Yeah, two hundred years. They're gonna love this, <laughs> right? <laughs> hey, Larry, sketch my dinner. <laughs> you ever seen such an arrangement? No, no. Put your head up higher. Don't want to see no double chin, <laughs> right? I, I, you call yourself a master of light, Larry? <laughs> Oh, Larry. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's a whole thing now. Um, oh, speaking of things that are a thing, Valentine Monnier was Giara, best known for being with uh, Mr. Sopcu in 1984's Devilfish, mm-hmm. 1985's Three Men and a Cradle, and the curiously titled The Telephone Bar in 1980. Yeah, the telephone bar is a weird name. It, it's like, was that a thing? Was it like computer cafes only with telephones? And See, why would it happen in 1980? None of this adds up. No, nah, th- that's right. Is it, or is it just that there's a whole lot of public phone boxes and look those up on the internet, kids, if you don't know what those are anymore. Um, and there's just a guy standing out going, you want to be? You want to uh-huh. be? You want to be? Yeah, or, yeah. or, it is. It's the more the British telephone style, telephone booth style, where there's little cards advertising hookers and you get a telephone bar. Oh, okay. I also thought of it. Maybe it's like a speed dating scenario. Like if you were going to see someone in prison, you know, you just <laughs> talk to somebody through glass on a phone and just see how that goes first. <laughs> hey, Larry, you got to ring the handle first. You got to wind it up. <laughs> Nobody move for seven minutes. He's taking a picture. (laughs) Remember, smile. Get Twitchy Steve out of the picture. He'll ruin it. He looks like a goddamn ghost. (laughs) Steve, it ain't funny to have your knob out. (laughs) Yeah. Look, I, I know you can't help it. I'm not accusing you of nothing, Steve. I'm just saying it looks weird. This is going to be recorded for posterity. I can't People have you having a goddamn seizure behind me. <laughs> People going to think you got a mouse in your pants. Now stop it. <laughs> uh, speaking of having a mouse in your pants, uh-huh. that leads us to George Eastman, who appears as Big Ape, best known for 1980s Anthropopagus. 1982's, well, this movie, and my favorite movie title of all time, Porno Holocaust. 
Yeah, we discussed that briefly. Porno Holocaust is a movie that is certainly evocative, it if is. nothing it, else. Yes, it, it, I think the only way to best describe it is it's going to give you a sad boner. Mm. It's one of those, I think it's a movie you're going to watch and then go, oh, should I be ashamed? Nah, what the hell? Yeah, right. It's a movie that, depending on the company <laughs> you're in, you will admit mm. to seeing it. That's exactly it. You know, if, so, exactly. like, if you're on a first date and somebody's like, you ever see Porno Holocaust? You're going to be like, eh, I don't know. That seems, no, I, don't. I don't know. Maybe yeah. a, a drunken college, maybe once. Yeah. You know, I smoked weed. I lost my pants. We watched Porno Holocaust. <laughs> right. <laughs> it happens. It happens to all of us. This movie was also known as 2019 Dopo La Caduta de New York. Well done. Which I See, look, I mightn't be a lot, but I think I'm a little better at Italian than Duncan McLeish. <laughs> I mean, how could you not be? He's not even good at English, and it's his native language. Wow.
First impressions count. Now, I think more movies need random trumpet players that act as tourist guides. All right, so, but he's playing not trumpet, but synth trumpet. Which, ah, it's a, yeah. which is a different animal entirely. Speaking of animals, mm. let me just say any model this good should have a hamster running through it for scale. <laughs> or or a number of kittens chasing a ball. Oh, oh attack of the giant kittens. Yeah, that's it. That's the the most adorable thing that'll ever stop your heart. It will. You know, they're just there quietly batting it at the sad little Statue of Liberty, just patting her on the head. Yeah, I don't know why I'm pitching like lo- slogans for the movie poster <laughs> of Kitten Holocaust. <laughs> See, I, I think jo- uh, Jim Wynorski's going to get on that. It'll be Kitten Holocaust with boobs. Oh, man. Have you seen Papatopoulos? Papatop- I have seen Papatopoulos, yes. It is. Boy, that tells you everything you need to know about that guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't say anything. Can't say anything bad about him. He did recently promote one of my episodes. So ah, fantastic. I'm not. I think that guy is a very tortured guy. I think yeah. he's capable of of good art, and just doesn't have the patience for it. <laughs> no, and I think he's worked out the the shortcut to production. It's called nudity, uh-huh. and he's just going to go with that. Right. It makes him money, and you know, it ain't the worst job Ooh. in the world. So sure. Well, that's exactly that's what they said about working in lubrication but that's a different story uh but anyway so back to this weird movie (laughs) back to this movie yeah so uh you got uh aside for your your random trumpet players all of a sudden we're in uh like what is basically children of men but stupid (laughs) where a bunch of darth vader show up and some yeah. narrator is like, hey, these assholes are kind of running things. They hate mutants after the war and whatnot. And it's just them, like, raising a village of mutants. But I will say this. Any movie that breaks out a flamethrower in the first five fucking oh, minutes, yeah. you have my attention, sir. So, Ned, let me ask you about that. Because I was thinking about it. Like, they were all, obviously all the, all the dudes in the Darth Vader helmets. But apparently it was Free Dress Friday for everybody else. Because they were yeah. just like, just totally random. And I was trying to work out who who were the flamethrowers and who were the flamethrowees. Well, yeah, it's weird because you have the Darth Vaders who are clearly in charge, but then you have a subset of less well-dressed people <laughs> that are kind of working for them, I think. Yeah, well, that's what I was trying to work out. Were they contractors? I, you know, where, was it just was it free for all? Did they just hand out weapons at the gate and said, "Well, it was man standing." It's sort of the mutant Vichy government, <laughs> uh, where they're just a puppet regime of yeah. of the, the Darth Vaders. But yeah, they're just like setting fire up to and including like chasing down an old woman mutant. And yeah. and blasting her, I like. Well, that's how the scene ends. You don't see her getting set fire, but you sure enough see a dude roaming around setting shit on fire, and that's great. Just kicking doors in. Just oh, it was fantastic. Right, but that's what that's what this movie ought to be. If, if yeah. you're gonna be a weird knockoff of a movie that doesn't exist yet, aka Children <laughs> of Men. But I mean, let's face it; it's basically a knockoff of Road Warrior slash. Uh, Escape from New York slash yes. a boy and his dog. Yes, it, it, it's all of those things, and then 
so much less. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> also, there's a spaceship, huh? Uh, it's, there's a spaceship. There's there's Toho miniatures. There's any number of things. Yeah. But all right. So um, after uh, the flamethrower shit, there's this, you know, vaguely organized army uh, uh, versus mutant old people who mm. seem like they've based an entire society around the old eyeball swinging cat clocks. Where, like, all these mutants do is just, like, look shiftily around until the Darth Vader's attack. Yeah, they're just going, is it six o'clock yet? Oh, hang on, I've got to get my shift on. Yeah, I mean, their their defense mechanism is, like, that of our deer. You know, it's just, like, freeze and look side to side. <laughs> just just go, oh, shit. See, um, we, we, don't, we don't really have deer. We have kangaroos. And, um, kangaroos don't look shiftily. They will let you hit them because they know that they will fuck you up. <laughs> yeah. No, deer are total pussies. Like they can, <laughs> they'll, you can punch them right in the face and kill a deer. Yeah. No, and kangaroos, and they're, they're like Canadian animals almost. Like if you don't kill them with the punch, they'll finish the job for you. Cause that's how. <laughs> How little a deer cares about its own life. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Sorry you hit your core. Oh, sorry. sorry. Sorry your bullet didn't kill me there, sir. Sorry about that. Here, I'm just going to choke myself on my own hoof, I will. <laughs> uh, Auto-erotic asphyxiation, deer style. <laughs> All right. David oh. Deeradine. <laughs> oh, David Geary. Oh no, that's just dorky. <laughs> uh, <laughs> now, speaking of things that are a little dark, was, was it stick on wound day? Do you, do you think like part of the shifty old people thing is they they spend time swapping like stick on like lumps? You know, look, <laughs> I, I mean, you're right. Of course, that like any special effects that are this heavily cornflakes based <laughs> are never good. But I also, with a movie like this, feel like I know what I'm buying into. The fact that they went above and beyond blue face paint at all <laughs> is to be commended. Yeah, well, th that's right. They're definitely one step above um, 2020 The Texas Gladiators, which I think that was just like gray uh, face paint with a bit of green spray paint over the top. Hey, let's be real. It, it's better than Living Dead at Manchester Morgue. Oh, yeah. Um, and yeah. actually, you know, it's probably better than Mutations, which I watched recently for OCD, which is that's fucking I, bad. Yeah, I don't think I've seen that one. Yeah. Uh, it's got Tom Baker in it, which is surprising, um, but it doesn't make it any better. <laughs> that is unfortunate. I, I have a lot of goodwill for Tom Baker. Yeah, a lot of good. Yeah, a lot of Tom Baker. And, um, oh, fuck. It's got Loomis in it too, and I can't think what his actual name is. Oh, uh, shit, uh, Donald Pleasance. It's got Donald Pleasance in it, and he, he actually looks fucked off the whole time. Like, oh, I agreed to this shit. Fuck. Right. Has yeah. the same look that uh, uh, Peter Cushing has in Star Wars, where, <laughs> where he just looks like, oh, this is all stupid, isn't it? <laughs> just, yes. Mm. Or actually, pro probably more like, uh, um. Oh, fuck, I'm having a mental blank day. Um, Dracula at the end of the horror Dracula series, and that is Christopher Lee. That When Christopher Lee was at the point of saying, you know what, I'm going to appear, I'm not going to speak, I'm not going to act, I'm just going to stand here. Right. And you'll pay me. Right, and yeah, fuck, this is my, my uh, fuck you performance. Please, yeah. please don't ask me to do this again. I beg <laughs> of you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they continued. Um... <laughs> 
good for him, man. Get yeah, make that. Well, you get it. That's right. Just get get the ready. Just make it. See, I've got pictures now. Christopher Lee just making it rain. Yes, <laughs> look at me. He's more like I'll make a home studio, perhaps a metal album. Yes, I did it my way, oh, motherfucker. Right, like that. That's a dude that you know for sure. Just a, every now and again, just walk through his house, buck naked. Just a yep. king of the fucking castle. Just because he could. Uh huh. Anyone have a problem with this? Yes. Have you seen this tattoo? (laughs) If you rub it, it gets bigger. (laughs) It does say, Welcome to Jamaica. Have a nice day. Day I heard that in a bathroom once. (laughs) Find me some more hookers and blur. Um, <laughs> I like the like metal party and Christopher Lee. Like, get yeah. me a live eel. That's <laughs> going in one of those young ladies tonight. Yes, Snow Marsha, more corpse paint. <laughs> I'm. Who says they can get me pure ferret adrenaline? I'm going to need <laughs> at least a gallon for me yes. and my guests. <laughs> <laughs> that should be a move. That, that's you know what that's what lords of chaos should have been yes it's just christopher lee on the biggest bender of his life oh, that would be <laughs> fucking awesome um back back to movies that aren't that much fun if you um, don't get me another eight ball i really will suck the fucking blood out of you that's the dark end of the movie where he's like bottoming out. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Back to this movie. No, Stephanie, you're a life vampire because you're sucking the life out of this <laughs> fucking party. <laughs> I hate people who use the term psychic vampire because I don't get paid for it. <laughs> uh, but considering what we are being paid for, um, puffy sleeve chainmail shirts. Are you a fan? Uh man, it like these fashions are all over the place. Like half the crowd looks like they're you know on the shuttle from the Wrath of Khan. <laughs> the other half looks like they belong in that George Romero Night Riders movie. Oh, I've seen that movie. It's terrible. It's see, it, it's not good. That, that, see, I, I went. It's sort of half Mad Max, half um just straight eighties neo punk, and then a whole lot of Buck Rogers. Yeah, there is this weird sci-fi look to a lot of this where, and I don't mean sci-fi in the sense of like Mad Max or Road Warrior is technically kind of science fiction. I mean sci-fi like Star Trek original series, banks of lights and shit and Mm -hmm. and weird beeping noises in the background where you're like, what what apocalypse did we stumble into here where (laughs) they have rooms of AI and robots and cyborgs and shit? And shoulder pads. There's one machine that just makes shoulder pads. There's gotta be. Everybody's got them. Oh fuck. I mean, it is painfully eighties. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And so we have this dumb uh, battle royale with uh, a bunch of cars. Which did you did you work out the rules? Because I didn't think (laughs) that. No, because for a while it's just we're gonna ram each other and then we Ooh. race apparently, and yep. like all of it has all the cinematic excitement of Atari's combat, <laughs> where it's you're like a, one of them has a cannon for no reason and you're just like okay whatever I guess they just shoot and race and and bump each other until one of them dies. Dude, one car's got one dude, one car's got four dudes, and it's just like <laughs> right. <laughs> 
And then, so, it, so our hero in quotes um, ends up losing these dudes. Like it ends up offing them, and then as a reward, I don't under. Here's the economy. I don't fucking understand. He goes to a robot clown that hand to God. All of this happens in the movie, folks. A robot clown then shows him a video image of some lady that, and the robot clown is like, she's yours now. And you're like, ew, did this movie just get gross? And then they hand him like three big chocolate coins or something. And they're, so I, I could work out with it. Was it a hooker based economy? <laughs> Or a license to build, uh, to kill based economy. Cause that's what the coins are. It's like now you yes. have, you can just kill any three old people that you feel like. And he's got that and he's got the lady for killing these dudes. And there's a whole, like when the lady shows up, she just immediately starts calling him master, which is yeah. creepy. And well, that whole thing with her was very creepy. You will make good love, master. going. <laughs> Yeah, no, there's no part of me that wants to to see any of that. Right, and she at all. definitely didn't come up too good because she's talking about all this the crazy cyborg sex she had. <laughs> and you're like, oh, sister, you're lucky you're not, you know, a stripper. Wow, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or got yeah. robo herpes or something. Uh-huh. On the ro- <laughs> the robot pole. <laughs> don't don't leak the robot pole. No. Also, that's a lot of pressure to put on a normal dude if you're like, oh, I love cyborg cock. Because as a normal guy, you're gonna be like, look, I'm not a machine. Literally not a machine. The machine <laughs> that's I have limits. I need a sandwich at some point. Maybe some electrolytes. <laughs> right. Also, I can't just grow my dick more. You know, I don't have an yeah. extender cock. It just is the one size. Yeah. No, no, no matter how hard you crank it, it's not going to get bigger. Right. Eventually, it will chafe and hurt. <laughs> That's right. It'll, it'll end in tears, as so many things do in this movie. Yeah, yeah. Chafing is the <laughs> real, like, you know, fifth build star of this film. Oh, a lot of weird leather and chafing. And, and see, what, so, you know, he's got his hooker, which is great. You know, he's got his big trike and he's out on the wasteland, which is good because... I subscribe to the theory that every Wasteland movie needs motorcycle barbarians. It's like a rule. You should start with that in the story. Motorcycle barbarians, good jobs for mechanics and welders, and then (laughs) future-proof, fully future-proof mechanic or welder. Teach your children well. Yes, yes. Or junkyard supervisor. That's a dream job. Yeah. Dream job. Yeah, uh, uh, grave digger at the car graveyard. Um, anyway, but yeah, so he he ends up running across a couple of people who've got the radiation sickness or something. And they, they drank apparently bad water, which made them spit out green jello. Yeah, so he kills them and throws a couple of licenses to kill on them, and it's like, hey, this gives me a right to shoot them and take whatever the fuck I want. And the lady is like, oh, great master, that's wonderful. <laughs> like, like she's fucking genie. <laughs> and oh, a, I've got that in my head now. 
Yeah. Just hey, with the little outfit on and just dancing. It. Yeah, you want to feel real gross? Watch an episode of I Dream of Genie as an adult in today's modern age. And you're like, yeah. this mo- this this whole series is disgusting. Um, <laughs> it's weird and creepy, but Barbara Eden was the first woman to show her navel on TV. I, look, no argument that Barbara Eden was a beautiful lady at the time. But, mm. but uh, yeah, really creepy. Right. Of just like, I own a woman who lives in a bottle. She'll do whatever I say. It's like, ugh. Not on television, for God's sakes. You put that wow. on Showtime, you know, about 1 a.m. Yeah, exactly. Maybe on Cinemax. <laughs> yeah, it used to before they got all highfalutin. Um, but anyway, so after he he wastes these dudes, he tells his his slave lady, like, hey, here's a license to kill. Now now, uh, take one of them horses and get out of here. You've, you've got your freedom now. And she's just like, uh, okay, master, I don't understand the concept of freedom because I've been so crushed spiritually that I now believe that I am a, uh, a, like a submissive human being to others. So I'm just an object to be handed off for demolition derby for from weird robots. So you want me to just go riding off into the wasteland? Okay, master. <laughs> you know, yeah. like she fucking dies. She just oh, yeah. rides until the horse dies and then she dies too. Yeah. Either that or she goes back to the clown robot and says, yeah, look, I'm back. I could I could definitely work on the 330. Sure, right. Like, hey, I got one of these licenses to kill now. Don't call yeah. me for anybody less than a two-time motor derby race gun winner. Yeah, that, that's exactly it. She's just, she's just living large, just for a little while, until she gets sold again or drinks bad water and spits out green jello. Yeah, and so then the Confederacy of Dunces shows up. <laughs> Oh, that well, I the Buck Rogers Brigade um just turn, turns up with their uh, with their Hailming weapons. <laughs> yeah, and, and I mean, look, that that was straight from um uh, Flash Gordon. <laughs> that gear is just like it was free on set. They just handed it out. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. Basically, they just show up to zap our hero Parsifal. And knock him out so that they can helicopter him off to the spaceship that they live in or whatever. In Alaska. Yeah. In tiny, tiny town Alaska. And... And when he gets there, they're like, and it's a real escape from New York setup of like, hey, there's the, in New York, which is, uh, after the fall, uh, in 2019 already. Mm, yeah, and indeed. it is in rough shape. <laughs> it's not, it's not, it's not good. Right. It's not it, good. And Alaska doesn't look much better, to be honest. No, but they're like, hey, we didn't get hit so bad here. And we heard that there's one fertile woman in the world left. Now, I want to talk about this because how do they know that? I mean, if they got a robot that can smell them. Right. Because movie, I mean, they're, they're shooting out drones, but how does a drone detect fertility at a distance? I don't, who the hell knows? Or I, I think they had the same technology that they had in Hell Comes to Frogtown because they could detect <laughs> fertile women and just by i think there was some sort of frog sperm involved i'm not 100 percent sure it, it's weird how often i thought of hell comes to frog town when watching this movie and that's mm. never a thing that you should admit to people <laughs> no. no because that that movie in itself is pretty special and uh, if you want to find out what it's like kids listen to the episode i did with uh court Psyops about it yeah that's the perfect guy to talk about that movie with um <laughs> 
<laughs> but yeah so the and finally they wake him up uh and they're they're giving him the skinny on like this fertile woman and he's got to go get her because if the other faction catches her they're gonna dissect her and they want to start a new world and they're like hey she's got 500 eggs we can build a whole new civilization you know and he's now, i'm not a scientist i am an amateur gynecologist but um I'm not sure that's how how, how eggs work. <laughs> yeah, there. Uh, look, a lot of the science here feels real, like <laughs> glancing at Wikipedia kind yeah. of science. Like none of this is going to hold up to much scrutiny. Yeah, I mean, look, they're like chickens, right? You just squeeze them out. Just, <laughs> I, I, right, and it like. So what if you do remove all? Yeah, it's not like a woman just has this giant belly full of eggs. <laughs> Anyway, well, I don't know. According, according to this, maybe she does because maybe that's so. you know. I mean, look, we've got eight men later on in the movie, so sure. maybe why? she's just a giant egg receptacle. And why not a fish woman? Yeah. Definitely oh yeah. I mean, certainly uh, the women in this film are not much more than egg receptacles. Let's be real. <laughs> um, so, so at, once they they give him the skinny on all this, uh, they're like, "Hey, if you do this, we've got this spaceship, a rocket." what is going to go to Alpha Centauri and yeah. and where they've got real decent planets and we're going to try not to fuck that one up. And <laughs> first of all, never trust a wasteland astronaut. What are you, crazy? No, no right. N never trust a president that says, no, it's going to be all good. We're going to go to another planet. It'll be great. You've just got to do this one dirty job and I'll guarantee you a seat. Right. On a spaceship to another yeah. galaxy. No one has ever attempted that before, but here in the apocalypse, we finally put it all together when all the scientists are dead. Yeah, that when we fucked everything, like you can't drink the water, you can't go outside, yeah, apparently no one can breed, but it's alright because we got space travel nailed. Yeah, no, <laughs> don't buy any of this. Yeah, it, it's just, just wrong. Uh, and think I was just thinking about the president and... and there was so much of me that wanted the president to be Wilford Brimley. <laughs> I wanted him to just go, you got to go to New York, God damn it. Yeah, yeah. Pick her up. Well. <laughs> just sit there being angry. <laughs> just no, it's not. His fist the it's not like Snake Plissken at all, God damn it. No. I don't, I don't know who told you. I, I ain't even heard the name Snake Plissken before, God damn it. How about you just get your ass to New York and save the president? I mean, fertile lady. Yeah. Come back, give you a lift, it'll be good. Yeah, it, it, it right, they do everything but, like, fly him in on a glider. Um, but first, we've got to get his sidekicks, uh, Ratchet and oh. Clank, I mean Bronx. <laughs> oh, see, Ratchet and Clank, oh, I'm there going, yeah, I, I'm not sure if that was subtle enough for me. Yeah, I, man, I gotta, I gotta tell you, uh... The whole time I'm watching the shenanigans of Ratchet and or uh, Bronx, I'm like, boy, that Ratchet and Clank remake was real good. Yeah, it was. It was a good, it was a good game. It, it was beautiful. <laughs> it looked amazing. And uh, much uh, unlike 2019, the blowing up of New York. Yeah. Yeah. Would I rather be going into 2019, the sewers of New York, or playing Ratchet and Clank again? Let's which be honest, it's Ratchet and Clank, which had sewers. In fairness, yeah, it that did. connects them. It, there, that, that's, everything's connected by sewers, apparently, and spaceships. <laughs> and, and also, spaceships. also, Clank was trying to find the last fertile woman. <laughs> yes, to to insert his 
nuts into it. I don't know. Yeah, ratchet. <laughs> Clink's going to get it wet. <laughs> and I won't be able to play that game ever again now. <laughs> I'm glad that I can, you know, I, I have a scorched earth uh, policy when it comes to references. Like, how can I yeah. ruin them for everyone else? Yeah, the, the, the problem is I'll, I'll, there's probably small children going, but mom, what do, what do you mean? He's, Why is Clank gyrating like that? He meant that awful water level, honey. Yeah, yeah, that's terrible. That dirty, dirty water. <laughs> yeah, it's the filthiest. The uh, oh, and, and rats. Could, uh, oh, yeah. A lot, of, a lot of rats. Speaking of rats, so uh, <laughs> uh, Ratchet and Bronx are assigned to Parsifal to go to New York because Bronx <laughs> knows New York, I yeah. guess, and is a smarty pants. And, and oh. Ratchet is super strong. He's the strongest man in the Confederacy. Yeah, he is not a robot. No, not a robot at all. Um, he, he competed in 2019's strongest man confederacy, um, competition. He lifted like barrels and, and, and spaceships over his head. Yes. And he won. And I would much rather watch that movie, uh, 2019's confederacy strongest man. Yeah. That would be pretty good. It, like Amer- uh, like confederacy gladiators. Oh. <laughs> See that would be great. He could, uh, they could have little little outfits mm-hmm. swinging on ropes. That onesies, be- sure. And <laughs> so they onesies are great. They have to meet up with our synth playing uh, tr- trumpet player, mm-hmm. um, who's like, "Yeah, I can help you get in New York. You can either go across the bridge and they'll murder you, or you can go in the sewers." Uh, which no one wants to go in because, you know, sewers. Sewers, yeah, sewers, toxic water, you know. Um, you remember the people spitting up green jello? Yeah, that's pretty much. <laughs> which leads to my favorite exchange of the movie where it's Bronx and Parsifal as they're marching through the sewers. And I think it's Parsifal. No, no, no. I take that back. It's Bronx who says, two hours wading through this crap. And Parsifal says, I know. End of conversation. And yeah, it's like, that's it. All right. Got it. Exposition. That is, that's good writing is what that is. Oh, there, there was a lot of good writing in this movie. There was just quality exposition and, you know, coupled with direction that said, it made me want to believe. It really, really did. And, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it definitely made me want to believe. It, ma- it made me want to believe that being a rat catcher was a dream job in yeah. New York at this point in time. Right. Speaking of weird economies, we run across another civilization that's all based around rats once we're finally <laughs> in New York. Where they just run around catching as many rats as they can, and if you get the most rats, you get to fuck somebody. <laughs> that's right. You get your choice of least scabby girl, which I thought was a, that. That's great. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it, it's it's like a rat based eugenic system. Right. And meanwhile, one of the the ladies uh, is, is this blonde haired hunter lady. She almost catches as many rats, but instead, she's just gonna get fucked. By a guy that she doesn't want to fuck her. Yeah, no, no, you missed out by one. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. It was either you were going to be able to get your choice of any man here or rape. So, Mm. mm, came down on the wrong side of that one, honey. 
Um, yeah. She she needs to talk to 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 the poll kid from earlier on. She, the, whoever the HR rat people are, she needs to go to them and say, "Look, I am tired of all this darn rape." <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I catch rats just as well as anybody. Sure. And I'm pretty sure that Henry over there had a rat in his pocket when he started. Yeah. Do you think they would just be like, whoa, whoa, what? You don't <laughs> like the rape? I know. It sucks. It's terrible. It's humiliating. <laughs> it's the economy. Yeah. Huh. You know, no one ever told us. Yeah. Everybody was really tight lipped about this. Are you sure everyone feels this way? Yeah. Yeah. I talked to the other ladies. None no, of us like the rape.
Tell me what you learned and keep it nice. Yeah, and let's say, and then there's fighting, and it's it's Jim Carter, it's it's jazz ballet. There's a bit of parkour and about thirty percent actually fighting. Yeah, it, it's pretty. It's boring in a really interesting way, you know. <laughs> like it's not a good fight scene, but it's kind no. of interesting how bad a fight scene it is. <laughs> yeah, I, I think Parsifal was just told, "Look, just jump around, jump around, and throw your legs out, and just be excited about it, right? And it'll all work out." What if he goes feet first across the hood of this car like a solid gold dancer, mm. and then lands, does a somersault in midair? comes down like Mary Lou Retton and then up into a high kick. And yep. it's like, that sounds amazing. Why on earth would you ever go to the, the trouble of it? But all right. <laughs> I mean, if I could just somersault my way through life in midair, I would do it nonstop. I would pick fights so I could summer <laughs> somersault in midair and come just down. Standing into somersault, pose. kick out and then land, throw your hands in the air and go 8.6. Yeah. Yeah. It, it would be great. <laughs> Uh, and one, one quick note about the, all this sewer travel though. Uh, one thing I wanted to point out that I thought was especially funny was when they first see the rat people and they're tr- like coming up through the grates and the rat people just dump like boiling shit on them. The, the, the crazy old people just go, ah, and just start throwing shit down the hole. Now, were they the same people that, that the Darth Vader's from earlier I, were trying yeah. to eradicate? If I, so, I think they had a reason. Right. It was a natural response to people coming up through your floor. Also, <laughs> I, I think it's the price you pay. If your primary primary means of travel is a sewer, you look, shit is going to come from all directions. Do not be surprised when it comes from above, too. So now I'm going to, uh, was the pot full of shit or was it full of boiling oil? Uh, could, why not boiling shit? <laughs> boiling shit oil on fire. <laughs> Boiling shit oil is also how you keep bugs out of your house. If you go right around the foundation. <laughs> Put boiling shit oil. Yeah, okay. it's like uh, a peppermint extract and that kind of thing. It just, uh, spiders won't come near you. Well, that probably doesn't work in Australia where the spiders actually are your neighbors. You yeah, that's exa- exactly it. No, they, they build first. Right. <laughs> you just build around their communities. Yeah. Like you got to work shoulder to shoulder to shoulder yeah. to shoulder to shoulder with those guys. <laughs> Yeah. And you sort of come in, and it's just, you know, monorail, morning Frank, just, just straight in. Right, but but super cheap parachutes. That's the benefit. Oh, yeah. And if you're selling work boots, oh, it's a it is an absolute nice. Just no, it, it, it's a gold mine. Sure, sure. I mean, every now and again, you're going to lose a child to one, but no. that's why you you know you have more than a couple. Well, that's exactly it. And, I mean, that was one thing that I really liked about this movie was that they had 20 years without children, which meant that there was no shitty kid in this movie to make me go, you need to die, you little fucker. Right. Like, there was no kid to look up to Parsifal, thank God, uh, <laughs> who doesn't do a heroic thing in this movie, but not in a cool way like Snake Plissken. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're right. It, there is, uh, like, one of uh, one of my favorite series ever is the Mad Max series. I think every movie is interesting in its own regard. But the shit with the kids and beyond Thunderdome, you can Ugh. just keep it. All the stuff happening in Thunderdome, Thunderdome with, you know, anti-disaster or whatever the fuck Tina Turner's <laughs> name was in that movie. Um, it, she was great. Master Blaster's was, great. Yeah. Look, even Angry Anderson was great, but... Um, sorry for those those you at home. Angry Anderson was the dude that had the, the little face on a stick on his back. Yeah. Um, 
just but, for those of you that aren't familiar with Australian rock of the 80s. Um, but the stuff with the kids and, and Boomity Boom and Fly, Dr. Yeah. Smith or whatever the fuck his name was, Fly. Right. Remember the long ago times. And it's just like, oh, stop all of this. Yeah, just, just, just stop it. Teenage pregnancy is never funny and you need to stop. Yeah, yeah. Let's get back to how about being in cool cars and shooting people who are trying mm. to get your cool car. You want their yeah. cool car. Yeah, you want you want their cool car, or worst case, their motorbike. That, that's, and, that's why I say that Fury Road is the greatest course correction in franchise history. <laughs> yeah, you couldn't have done a harder U-turn if you fucking tried. Right. Like, hey, are there a bunch of kids telling stories in an oasis? No, it's no. just horror and terribleness. Great. <laughs> yeah. It's just desolation and death and just just rocket-fueled madness. Right. Like, I'm all on board. And Max himself is almost incidental to the movie. Fantastic. Oh, oh man. man. Fury Road is so fucking good. If Australia <laughs> never does another thing, Mad Max Fury Road is your Schindler's List. Oh, it is. It is. And sadly, it actually wasn't filmed here, but that's, you know. <laughs> hey, you produced George Miller. You we still get credit. Him- George Miller. And if you've never seen the black and chrome version of Fury Road, fucking do it now. Just go out, throw your money at somebody, and watch the black and chrome version. Okay. I, I haven't, and I will. It's the, oh, it's fantastic. That opening moment of Fury Road when you see the, the uh, not Vestron logo, who is it's the V or whatever, but when you hear mm. that engine just go, you're like, fucking just... Let's do this. You might as well put on a seatbelt. That movie feels so good. That movie is just like, just immediately grabs your nipple and gives it a little tweak. And it's just like, oh, you're getting late tonight. Oh, just, just and you're going to be sore tomorrow, but you're going to love it. Right. Yeah. It is It is the unexpected hand job under the table at dinner. The one that's like, holy shit, what is happening? This is going to be one of the best nights of my life. That's right. I can't move and I don't want to. Yeah. Oh, all right. Anyway, so enough uh, about Fury Road. That's a movie that this movie couldn't kiss the uh, bare rear of. Um, yeah. And really, see, now you've, you've led me into thinking about Bronx and his prosthetic arm that made his arm that much longer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was real dumb. Yeah. He's got a little pincher and it's... It's not even close. Like when you try to no. cheat with, like, well, I'm gonna lift my shoulder a little bit as an actor and try to even out my arms. Nope, didn't even bother. Nope. Just got a yeah, su- one super long hand. His knee. Yep, just that didn't seem to do much. Uh, and just uh, see, I was thinking about Furiosa just then, and, and I went straight to like Bronx and Clank, and went, oh, yeah, I feel sad. Right. Remember when the sidekick of the movie turned out to be the star? That was awesome. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and and then like, I'll, but here's one good thing about the the situation with these rat people in the movie that it continues New York's long rat hunting tradition. <laughs> That's right, you know, uh, a, a, a rat catcher general and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So the, and this movie makes overtures every now and again at being like a nihilistic. Uh, Escape from New York kind of movie where like Parsifal every now and again somebody somebody will bring up the fact that the world is going to end and he will very solemnly look off into the middle distance and say maybe it's not worth it worth saving this planet maybe we should all die yeah you're fucked yeah <laughs> you should just go we're fine deal the, with it. 
the human race is kind of shit. We're all a bunch of rat fuckers. Don't you agree? I mean, yeah. now, seriously, well, what a bunch of fucking assholes we all are. So, yeah, I mean, look, I, I, I want a woman for crashing your car. What does that say about us? It's humans. Right. I'm on a hunt now for the last fertile woman alive. That's just so other people can fuck her. Mm-hmm. It really makes yeah. you think, don't it? <laughs> don't it. Uh, and see, th- this was one of the things that uh, kind of bothered me a little bit about this movie, right? So virtually everybody's sterile. Well, all the women are sterile, allegedly. Um, why, why was there not more fucking? <laughs> well, Seriously, you got you got nothing to lose. Be, and and I will stand up for the movie in this respect. You turn out the lights on a civilization and let it go back to primitive times, and men are going to do some fucked up shit. And that is exactly <laughs> what has happened here. You yeah. know, everything from the monkey people we'll get to later to to the the most civilized of them. Everybody is raping somebody in this movie. <laughs> yeah, they're just going, I'm going to give it a crack. You know what? Catch some rats, win a woman, you know. Right, it's can, the- can, can you scabs, win a woman. What? What is the adverse effect of me raping her? Nothing? Yeah. Mm, I might do a little raping. Yeah, that's right. Oh, look, there's a chance I might get stabbed, but I'm willing to take that chance. Right, she might have a knife. She might not. That's why it's a fun game. That's exactly it. Uh, uh, but yeah. yeah, so it's all awful. And, but the weird is thing awful. is, I'm most attracted to the bald mutant lady in this scene. Like, I know we've got our, our like, flaxen-haired heroine. Mm. But I Who was has like, beautiful hair for someone that is in the apocalypse. Right. Clear, way better than anybody else in this movie. Everybody else looks yeah. like garbage. And like the, the light of Christ comes down and shines on her and everything. Yeah. She's practically Farrah Fawcett. Right. She might, they might as well be giving her the, uh, the, the moonlighting soft lens that they did for Sybil Shepherd. Oh, um, oh, some, some fly by night indeed. Um, mm. so, we we have all uh this nonsense going on with the rat people uh finally uh is it the the darth vaders that show up and bust up the good time here yeah the darth vader show up for no apparent reason just they went i can smell a, a, a fertile woman quick crash that place oh and somebody actually says in this movie we have ways of making you talk yes. <laughs> actually has that line it's amazing when i heard it it's like I got so excited, like, when somebody says the name of the movie in dialogue. Oh, I love that so much. I I do, too. You know? Uh, sometimes it's better than others. But, yeah, well, yeah. Like, but, but you just know they said it. They right. Said the movie? Right. And everybody, every now and again, like, they'll get a, a, a turn uh, saying the, the name of a movie in, in, a, in a good film. I, I like yeah. when, when minor characters are the ones who say, like, well, that's just... You know, fried green tomatoes. And you're like, yes! And it came from the maid. Yeah, that's right. Um, This really is a Damnation Alley. (laughs) Dude, Damnation Alley is such a great movie. I I watched it just recently with Darren Wilson. Oh, it's so good. That movie. Uh, George Papad with the porn stash. It's fucking uh, great. That's amazing. Uh, It was uh, Jam Uncle Vincent before he went really went off the rails. It's got crazy mutant cockroaches it's the best it's got giant scorpions it does have giant scorpions that movie is rad yeah it's fucking awesome oh hey in this movie we've got dwarf shaming though oh see there's no children to to beat up but we've got let's fight the little people 
the fact that they don't have him dressed up in some little Lord Fauntleroy outfit is a real win for this movie, as far oh. as I'm concerned. Yeah, see, it was. <laughs> You know, we went to see the village of the little people and that, that was nice. And this, the point where I went, you know what? It's gone too far is when he said, it's okay to pack me in your suitcase when you leave. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've seen a, a porn video like that. Oh <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you about it off the, off the, there. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I'll, I'll give you the search terms. You need to find it. Sure. Sure. <laughs> um, yeah, it, there, there's a, a whole lot of business with this, uh, this evil Darth Vader outfit. The, the, uh, what are they called? The Yukai? The, 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 the Urax, which is the Euro Afro Asian Unity. Yeah, fine. I mean, this but, is. Think about that just for a second. How many countries do you have to fuck off to, to have the. That level of organization reached to go, you know what, we are going to bomb those bastards back to the Stone Age. It's just, it's too politically complicated for this movie. Like, I need this to be uh, a little bit more kaiju level for me. Where if you're going to have rocket ships that are going to go to Alpha Centauri and monkey people, I need that your organization to be like, you know, we are Confederacy X. Our mortal enemy is, you know, whatever anime shit you got to use. Yeah. To dumb this down for me. That's what I It's probably, you know, chaos and control. That's the level that we need. (laughs) Yes, that would be a million times better than the Afro-Euro-Asian Confederacy or whatever the fuck. It's whatever just like, the fuck it is. Right, it's, it's too many people. It's too much. It's just too much. Or just call it like, we have united all of Asia. We are now Asia. <laughs> great. That's great. Uh, or like all of Western Europe. Whatever. Just well, Whatever. Look, make it simple. You know what? Just say it is, it's the united Russian front. Great. Right. right. Know, comrades combined it's all of like eastern Bloc europe just fucking blowing shit up right where people can relate to that we're the blood empire fantastic oh there you go Uh, yeah all of that would be great and so our heroes get captured by these guys and then they escape because that we gotta you know spend some tires here to get a run time That's right. You know, we're, we're almost into, into the, you know, the, the second, second half of the movie. We need to be start doing some stuff about maybe, you know, finding that fertile woman that we keep talking about. What, one of my favorite things is when they're riding, uh, horses, the Darth Vaders are riding horses after our heroes. And look, I'm not for animal violence, but in that scenario, don't you just shoot the horses? Cause then um... they can't chase you and the other people, like just shooting them off the back of horses. They still got two perfect perfectly good horses yeah that's exactly it but you know what where are their stables in new york <laughs> it's madison square garden <laughs> oh, right they've mm. just they've just turfed it out horses live there eat, eating the grass and all that sort of stuff it's, it's not until you said that that i i realized that madison square garden doesn't have real grass in it <laughs> <laughs> that's how stupid i am I, I just maybe the horses don't know <laughs> right yeah it's the stupid horses, fault, horses. not mine <laughs> they're, they're horses they don't know yeah they go it's, it's green i'll eat it yeah what do i feel yeah. bad about it's the stupid fucking horses making the bad decisions <laughs> yeah, they, um, you know, they're shit and fiberglass but that's beside the point yeah yeah bunch of dumb horses that's yeah. probably why you don't have to shoot them they'll never be <laughs> useful uh 
<laughs> They're having a heart attack like they did in Animal House. But the, the thing I like about shooting the horses it's is it's to me it's the the more modern equivalent of shooting the tires out on a car. Yeah. Uh, except these tires are are bloody and they'll scream when you <laughs> shoot them out. Yeah, and there's a chance that they could fall on you and crush you. Uh huh. Like imagine it. Well, you don't have to imagine. This could just happen if your car rolled over on you. That that well, sucks too. That's like yeah, that suck bad. That's like a couple of horses. Yeah. Well, you know, I I understand that there are X amount of horses uh, under the hood. Isn't that how we measure things? That's right. If an engine falls on you, it is as heavy as the number of horses. Yes. Engines weigh horses. There you go, kids. You've learned something new. They shoot horses don't they <laughs> oh <laughs> now I've, I've, I've got the horse from animal house in my head and it won't go <laughs> that's gone <laughs> yeah that still shot of the horse with its lips all distended is truly one of the great moments in comedy as far as i'm concerned oh it is it is absolutely awesome yeah <laughs> Speaking of comedy, the catch cry of the revolutionary in this movie is bastard, which I thought was a little harsh, considering that there's been no more, there will be no more children. So there will be no more bastards. Yeah. I mean, everybody's a little fast and loose with that one. Um, I do think it's funny. It makes it sound more British than yeah. American because Americans use the word bastard, but not a ton. You know, nah. it's not, it's not like the British, uh, use of, you know, bastard is a lot more, uh, common in my experience oh, yeah look uh australians love the word bastard right well because it's the accent the the that a sound is a lot better yeah. than an american accent for bastard like america the american accents are great for motherfuckers and cocksuckers we got that oh. nailed oh yeah but oh, yeah. not so much the 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 bastards that like yeah. we have no eloquence is our is oh. our problem as a nation yeah well we're just english hillbillies so it's all right yeah, I mean, we're we're the kind of country that if if you put out a finger bowl, we're probably going to try to drink that water. Yeah, yeah. See, we're the kind of country if they put out a finger bowl, there's a chance we may put our dick in it or steal it. You bunch of criminals. Oh. <laughs> Uh huh. Right, <laughs> you said it. You fucking said yeah, it. Yeah, I'll take a hot take. Australia was founded by criminals. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we're proud of that shit too. I look. I think it's a, I think the fact that th there was originally a penal colony of people so unwanted by a, a a bastard country like England that they were like, look, we need to get you off this continent. We've we cannot have you anywhere near us anymore. Uh, I think that's wonderful. I think those are the the kind of people I want to be around. They're the the botched and the bungled, and those are my people. Yeah, yeah. Look, uh, it, it, there's a proud tradition of uh, being able to name as as many uh, criminals in in your uh, in your ancestry as possible, and uh, we we love doing that. That's uh, it, it's like ancestry dot com for us, except <laughs> it's linked directly to the criminal system. Right? Yeah, your twenty three and me is more of a fifteen to life. <laughs> No.
How would you like to try something a little different? My brothers and sisters, welcome to the year 2019, when art imitates life and life is a meme, where outrage is a fashion and the catwalk dispassion where culture is a red hat and Putin's a diplomat? A life no longer looking outwards only in and helping a stranger in need is a sin. Where rational behaviour makes you an oddball. Where the poor pay a billionaire to build a wall. Where rule Baslandia doesn't sound bad at all. I'll take dry fingering and wait for the downfall. But I didn't come here to upset and depress. Instead, consider this a way to unstress. For my name is Duncan and y'all keep on trucking. And you, that's right, even you. Should be fucking. I'm sure you've got questions. Ask me anything. <laughs> so we're now at the point where Parsifal's been captured and he's ready to exchange sex for freedom. Right. I mean, what an easy decision. <laughs> yeah. 
because take, the, take or death <laughs> right the gift of fun cake of england or the church of england fuck um but yeah it, it it's like the darkly hot lady like mia sarah after she's been with darkness a little bit in legend Ooh. you know Ooh. right the sexy mia sarah when uh when this lady comes through and is like so possible i know i'm quite eartha kittish in my way would you <laughs> right it is like so perhaps you'd like to leave here unscathed and he's like yeah that'd be great <laughs> not so fast first you have to bring me to orgasm and he's like oh, are you serious all right let's do this lady <laughs> you know <laughs> like has no no qualms about it at all which i think no. is great yeah i mean look you could almost hear yakety sax just in the background <laughs> He's just getting her every which way or, or, across the torture table. Or the Kubrickian William Tell overture. But but then what? Like, Again, what, a far better movie. Of, uh, Clockwork Orange, fucking uh, awesome. I what this scene revealed to me though is that I have a fetish of being the only virile man in a post-apocalyptic society. <laughs> yeah right yeah. yeah just go i'm the only one that can take my shirt off and people like it uh-huh yeah just going yeah it, it, it's all me baby it all happens you're right just more of me to love honey don't worry about it Dude. yeah and we're, we're, well we're back to hell comes to frog town yeah you want the baby maker or not Ooh. Uh, if, I, if i see you because it's a real seller's market at that point because you're like you know <laughs> Hey, if you want if you want a baby up in them guts, you're just gonna deal with whatever I'm pitching. You, so you know you're gonna do it. Yeah, that's just, yeah. Use your tongue. Use uh, your tongue. You dress up like one of them uh, German beer maids, <laughs> and then I'll think about it. Yeah, no, no. Put on the monkey suit. Put on the <laughs> <Right>. monkey suit. <laughs> oh, oh, don't yeah. put on the bottom. Just the top. Just the top. Oh, daddy likes a monkey suit. Oh, daddy likes that. How about you swing that tail? Oh, yeah. Oh. You took that phrase directly out of my brain. Just <laughs> oh, you jump up on that table and scratch under your arm. Yeah, daddy yeah. like, daddy like. Yeah. Peel that banana. Peel it. <laughs> oh, you a naughty little chimpanzee. Speaking of not Tom a chimpanzee, to spank the monkey. Oh fuck! So, <laughs> quick question about wardrobing again because it keeps coming up. Um, <laughs> is the store just called Tatters R Us that they're going to? Where it's just like, yeah. oh, look, I want, I want a shirt, but I want it made of seven other shirts that are yeah. somehow sewn together. See, I don't think they're sewn together. I think it's a whole layering system. And I think it's basically, oh, it's winter. I've got to put on another half a shirt. Yeah. And you just keep doing that until the point where you, you're just like the marshmallow man. And you just... Right. You become Jennifer Connelly from Labyrinth, <laughs> where they just keep putting <laughs> chairs on her and shit. <laughs> yes. And then everyone else can walk around with uh, with a giant codpiece. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Uh, I'll tell you what, David Bowie and Labyrinth, that, uh, that'll that turn you gay. That's what parents should have been worried about. <laughs> you know what, it, it, that, that is, that's your lucky get-out-of-jail-free card. If that, you've got to go, it's David Bowie and Labyrinth. Yeah, yeah, sure. Are you kidding me? He, like, not only that musically talented, not only are you getting magic dance out of the guy, do you see what he's packing for fuck's sake? 
Anyway. That's exactly it. Sorry. Let's dance. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Put on your black pants and dance the blues. Mm. All right. <laughs> What's going on in this movie? I got distracted. Oh, fuck. Eight uh, people. We're at eight I, people. We, we are finally... We've moved past the fact that the Urex have a submarine and monk squad. Um, Which I, and- I assume is just a bunch of Tony Shaloubs neurotically <laughs> investigating crimes. <laughs> uh, uh, help me understand. Uh, <laughs> monk? Come on, monk. And, and they're on submarines. Because <laughs> right. they, they, they were submarine and monk squads. So there's a whole... They managed to clone Tony Shaloub. <laughs> and he's on a submarine. All of them. Yeah. Well, he's he's unusual, but he may be the best submarine pilot I've ever seen. Just just tidying up New York one mm-hmm. step at a time. Monk, stop cleaning up the nuclear debris. <laughs> I need you to take a look at this art theft. Oh. <laughs> that see, that's a better movie. That is a way better movie. Oh yeah, sure. Clone army of of of, of monks on submarines cleaning up New York. Solving crimes. <laughs> yeah. And killing rats. 2019, after the fall of New Monk. <laughs> oh. Tony Shalhoub or death. Um, where are we? So, yeah, that's right. We finally, we finally got to the point where we're going to meet the ape men. Yep. Big Ape and his crew. B- Big Ape and his WWF belt. Oh, man, everything about this is amazing up until it's horrifying. But Big Ape is a slightly regressed person who's got a lot of mutton chops. He looks kind of like if David Soul <laughs> from Starsky and Hutch and Salem's Lot and like Tam, Tom Wopat had a baby, it would be Big oh, Ape. It would be Big Ape. It's a- Okay, I'm on board for that, and I'm I'm quietly thinking about how it works. But big apes, like men, were they mutated humans? Were they mutant apes? Because there was sort of like they went from everything from like big ape, which was a little Korg 2000 BC, to there were a couple of guys in there that were flat out Planet of the Apes rubber mask. Yeah, it it is 100% Planet Ape people uh, for a couple of them. And some of them are just dudes that are a little hairy. It's a real mix. <laughs> it's I'm like, I don't know what the fuck is going on here, but I like the fact that they're all just like, hey, you know, come as you are, ape people. If you're a yeah. little ape. That's fine. Your full ape, that's fine too, baby. Do your ape thing here with Big Ape and and company. And yeah, Big Ape and and the costume company because they just had some fantastic outfits. It I mean speaking of Planet of the Apes. Yeah, oh. it is a real Planet of the Apes situation. There's a lot of flowing robes happening here. There're belts and bandoliers and all kinds oh. of crazy shit. It I, when when this happened in the movie, as we suggested, as soon as it was like we've got full on Planet of the Apes Eight people. Then I was like, okay, That's well, this, uh, where are the dinosaurs? Because that'll happen next. See, iguanas with with fins taped to their back just swimming through the outskirts of New York. I'll, I would have paid good money to see that. I'll tell you, no shit. I, I felt like I should get a little credit for this. When I saw the eight people, that was the point where I was like, oh, my God, this ends with us going to space. Like, I know they mentioned the rocket <laughs> earlier, but I didn't think that was really going to happen. And now that I've seen the eight people, I'm completely convinced this movie ends with that rocket taking off. And sure enough. Sure enough, it does. And as we'll get to later, 
it all just ties in directly. After this, Big Ape goes back to the past and um, wears a suit and drinks Great Plus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so this begs the question, why bother to give any character in this movie any kind of backstory? You know, <laughs> like the closest I feel like we get is Bronx, who we know lost his family in New York City after the blast. But that's kind of it. Like, what is who is Parsifal? Aside from the hero of this this movie and a good driver. And an amazing dancer. (laughs) Right. And a Jim Cotter. Yeah. Yeah. Who is he? Who who is anybody? Who who, who are the little people? What what are they doing? Why are they all living together? Where did they come from? Yeah. And and this is the point in the movie where I'm just like, I don't understand anything that's happening right now. I don't understand why anybody's doing this. I don't understand why Parsifal thinks there's a real rocket ship, except of course there is because there's monkey people. That's exactly. And by the way, oh, you remember that fertile woman? Well, as it happens... (laughs) Right. One of the characters is just like, oh, yeah, I know where she is. And you're like, oh, this is a trick. And it's not. No. It's just a dude who knew where she was. Yeah, because apparently he used to see her every day and somehow that secret never got out. Yeah. He was real tight-lipped about it until he met strangers, I guess. that. (laughs) I was just waiting for someone to ask. (laughs) So, So he takes him to another spaceship control unit. Where an old professor has put his daughter into hibernation. So now, hang on, we've, got, we've got to go back two steps before we get to the hibernation, which is really, really important. There, there's actually a scene, the fight scene with Parsifal and one of the apes oh, for, for his woman. right. Where he actually says, take your hands off her. And I was just so waiting for him to say, you damn dirty ape. It's a real, like, Captain Kirk scenario where he has to fight this random dude to protect the honor of a woman. Yeah. And yeah. and then he does, and then he goes and fucks her. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, but he fucks her, right? So let's just, uh, I'm focused on this because, well, you know, you don't see it. That's okay, but he does. Yeah, uh-huh. There are two things that happen during that. One, they've just spent, like, the better part of several days swimming in the sewer. Uh-huh. And then they're, they're going to have sex. Hey, someone, maybe maybe a quick wash. Someone earlier in the movie, even after they came out of the sewer, actually says, "I should have known you weren't from around here. You don't smell <laughs> as bad as the rest of them." So, relatively speaking, in New York, like after the fall of New York standards, they are like you know practically perfumed. Yeah. Well, okay. And I'm fairly confident that um, Gianna says. Love my ass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm pretty sure she says, love my ass. Uh, yeah. Th- sh- like, this was the last day of our life. And it's like, eh. Yeah, well, she's, <laughs> you know, she's liberal. But, well, look, I've got nothing against it. More power to you. But um, obviously, sex education has gone the way <laughs> of New York. And it's just, you know, it's just like, well, that's why there have been no women or for no babies for 20 years. <laughs> this, that's exactly it. It's not the fact that they were sterile. Everyone's just not doing it right. Trump University said this is the way to get pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> what? What did they tell you? They said, do it in the pooper, not in the super. <laughs> just made it weird. I know. I don't know what that meant, quite frankly. <laughs> it just rhymed, and I went with it. It, it rhymed really well, and now I've got pictures of women doing handstands with vaginas full of soup. Um, 
Well, but that's you more know, about me than it is about you. It's more of a bread bowl scenario, <laughs> I think, in that situation. Yeah, sure. But either way, it's all about eating it out with a spoon. Um, <laughs> Not me. I like my broccoli cheese soup straight on my tongue. <laughs> Just slurping it. Slurping it. Get a big old straw. Uh-huh. Suck it up. <laughs> Oh, what is going on? This is what this movie does to you. It just puts you in such a weird moral place that conversations (laughs) like this can occur. Because there's no morals in this movie. This movie, they're all bets are off. Right. Like the the dude who set free a slave is just now taking ownership of this woman because he fought for her. And even though he's like, no, ever since I saw you, I thought maybe we should do this. And she's like, I thought so, too. Kimasabi, because <laughs> you're a big man and you're clean. Right. You smell good. I just I know that the world is terrible, but we have to keep hoping, Parsifal. And he's like, "All right, whatever's gonna get me laid here, hope away." Yeah, yeah. you know, I was I was gonna I was gonna get it on with the torture lady, but she ran away. And uh, <laughs> yeah, it's left me. Left Parsifal with some real blue balls if you get my drift. Yeah, uh, yeah oh, look, he, he is so much thinking about, um, was it Ursa? Yeah. From Superman 2. Just, just give it a bit of, oh, yeah, I'll get in your forbidden zone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let this crypt kryptonite reduce your powers to that of a mortal woman, Ursa. <laughs> Soon you will know the pleasures of humanity. Parsifal is the real man of steel, if you know what I'm saying. I think that's Ratchet. Oh! He's going to get her right in the clank. Um, (laughs) That's how I was taught to do it. Love my clank, Parsifal. (laughs) Again, can't play that game ever again now. (laughs) Um... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, so after so they the, do uh, it, yeah. back, back to finding back to finding the the woman in the tube in the Sleeping Beauty tube, which is it, it, it's in a place that I could only suggest is a mix between an old folks' home and a meth lab. It's a Life Force coffin. It's totally yes. from the movie Life Force, except that movie did not exist yet. No, <laughs> and would be that much better. Yeah. So one thing about Big Ape I like is that he's got socialist leanings, like myself. Mm. Uh, when, cause after, when this whole fight with Gianna occurs, that's when Big Ape just announces, you don't have belongings. And I'm like, you fucking communist, like, Shay Big Ape, right on. Yeah. He's, well, he's just going, you know what? It's a brave new world and all of it's mine. He's made quite clear that he is the man that is the baby maker. And as the baby maker, he makes the rules. <laughs> yeah. And, also, when did headbands make a comeback in the wasteland? When was that just like, you know what everyone needs? A way to keep our brows nice and dry. Well, look, when you got a forehead that hangs over your chin, <laughs> I'm thinking of, uh, a headband is probably not an altogether bad thing. Um, right, But anyway, so this whole chase to find the fertile woman becomes a real crap Wizard of Oz. <laughs> and... And then they find, like, oh, here's the, the place. Uh, only we can't get in the door. And then Ratchet's like, let me at it. I can be super strong. And he can't. It, like, it's a 
the thing that made me laugh about it is it's an immediate like let me try and he does and then there's about i don't know a second and a half between let me try and i can't do this yes oh fuck it doesn't work boy you didn't tell me it was really stuck (laughs) (laughs) did you try banging on it and then, put a hole in it just it'll come right off and then somebody's <laughs> like hey i've got explosives and he's like oh yes much better idea and then they just yeah. blow it they up just blow it up now not worrying about what's on the other side or the you know the the fact that um you know it could be delicate equipment not just blow it up and that's not how dynamite works <laughs> no no and but sure enough it just blows open the hinges and they're like well looks like luck's on our side Except this old man is real dead as fuck. Yeah. He's just recently dead and, uh, yeah, like, didn't leave a note. Just didn't give a fuck. I'm just going, he spent 20 years keeping his daughter, ew, um, in stasis, but left no instructions. Like, oh, fuck it. I'm going to die. Probably because he knew no one can read anymore. <laughs> well, they can't have sex. So reading is probably really low on the list of things they got to learn. Right. Yeah, nobody's got books. Those all got burned, you know, to keep warm in the, uh, you know, wastes of 2019. Mm. Uh, 2019, uh, right after Fahrenheit 451. Yeah, well, so <laughs> the, the temperature at which this movie burns. Uh, but I, I, so I love that their plan is like, well, we found her. So now what? she looks really good she's in stasis yeah and so our deus ex little person once again not only was he like hey assholes you know where the lady is now he's like hey assholes you know how to get out of here there's this tunnel that you can drive through except you guys don't have a car hmm good thing i've got a car (laughs) he's one i prepared earlier right he's like i'm a big national lampoon's vacation fan i bought a family truckster replica here it is for you right now. And now you got to drive through this tunnel that's got mines in it. But yeah. on the other side of it, you're off the island. And it's all good. You, you just got to drive straight through mines, uh, laser cannons, um, and barricades, I think, with, with all that. But before you do that, you need to crash through the wall. And if you're going to crash through the wall, we need a welding montage. Right. Well, it's like we've got to go take care of this problem meanwhile we're gonna leave big ape alone with the fertile lady and and you know what you can practically hear his erection (laughs) right (laughs) it's just like his pants just go (laughs) did you say you were gonna leave me with her oh good i mean i've got it i mean don't worry about it i mean don't even think about it i mean i got it it's fine i mean i probably i probably won't even go in there i probably won't even notice you know just she's a sexy lady just laying in there you guys are gonna be gone i probably won't even think of her you know like i'm clearly the most horned up guy any of us no (laughs) obviously like yeah i can't move right now just just uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm going to stay seated. I can't yeah. stand up. I, don't worry. It's just stay here. Just I w- nothing. I'll tell you what. I would totally get up to see you guys off, but uh, I will see you later. Uh, and then they're like, hey, we're going to leave uh, the other sexy lady here, too. And he's like, what? And then the table flips over. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, no, it's cool. Totally cool. Yeah, it's totally cool to leave Big Ape. Alone with the two women, one of whom is unconscious and the other of whom is 
got a date with unconsciousness. Um, <laughs> yeah, because I like them when they don't fight. <laughs> I like it when they look dead because <laughs> Big Ape is no stranger to dead ladies. Uh, Ooh, dear. <laughs> so, so yeah, sure enough, uh, Parsifal and, uh, d- takes off with, with the little guy. And um, then immediately Big Ape just knocks out Gianna. <laughs> Just punches it right in the back of the head. It's like, poof. like it, it, I think it was actually a uh, a pre donkey punch punch. Right. And meanwhile, <laughs> uh, what's his face? Big ape goes to the the life force tube, opens it up, and we just get- slides it back. It just slides it back uh-huh. and goes. Ooh. Yeah, and it's just like, oh my god, oh my god, she's right here, and like strokes her cheek and then we tastefully cut away because far be it from this movie to cross a line to sink so low as to to show the rape that there's been just on the edge of because everything the truth of the situation is so much more horrifying so and and i almost so we gotta before we get to that before the revelation of what this whole scene has been about um we show back up parcival shows back up in the family truckster and is like time to go y'all everything's ready and yeah, big we're all ape, up we're all locked in yeah big ape was like totally not raping anybody while you were gone nope, brother nope, nope. it no, was no, just, just adjusting myself just, i just, uh, i hope you could feel the love pouring out of my heart straight to you <laughs> beaming it the whole time i was focused on you trying to get things here keeping camp cool we ready to go right on parsifal and so (laughs) just need a sandwich and some electrolytes and i'm good right and then he's like hey so what's up with gianna being unconscious over here it's like i don't know just passed out i guess you know whatever (laughs) big ape you know just can only do so much these ladies they faint at the slightest you know how they are parsifal i don't have to tell you nothing and so they load everybody in the car and they end up like blasting through the wall and, and getting into this tunnel and they're navigating the world's like shittiest driver's test <laughs> where it's a bunch of tr- pyramids of light that, you know, it's, it's basically like a mall parking lot with the spikes, except yeah. there is no one to validate your parking in this apocalyptic future. You just got to avoid the spikes. And yeah, to, 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 just avoid the red lights, just swing back and forth. Now, look, I don't have that much experience with 1970s station wagons, but I don't think they handle that well. Right. Like you see the front tires weaving around these, <laughs> these pyramids. Meanwhile, the back tires are just like crunch, crunch, yeah. crunch, 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 <laughs> crunch. Yeah. Well, you know, it does have, it, it does have a, a, a coffin and an eight man in the back of it. So really it's like dragon. It's just fucking ripping shit up. Yeah, and all right, so you're going to have to explain to me uh, kind of what happens here. And we're strangely almost at the ass end of this thing. We are nearly at literally the ass end. There's something, something strange going on around this place. Things aren't the same here anymore. There's too much talk, too many rumors going round. Too many words behind closed doors. One slip and suddenly your motives are revealed. There's nothing left to be explained. A stab in the back, 
And all your plans have come undone Now things can never be the same There's nothing left for you to do The choice is yours, it's up to you You can't do what's right or save yourself There's nothing left for you to do Choice is yours, it's me or you Tell me you didn't mean me any harm Don't try to justify those lies How does it feel to see your welcome crashing down Next move is yours, it's do or die There's nothing left for you Choice is yours, it's up to you You can't do what's right or save yourself There's nothing left for you to do The choice is yours, it's me or you You can't do what's right or save yourself Save yourself Since yours, it's up to you. You can do what's right or save yourself. There's nothing left for you to do. Choice is yours, it's me or you. You can do what's right or save yourself. There's nothing left for you to do. Choice is yours, it's up to you. You can do what's right or save yourself. There's nothing left for you. The choice is yours, it's me or you You can't do what's right or save yourself Save yourself Save yourself Your time is almost up So give me your final thoughts So some guards come out of the the tunnel uh some hidden doorways to kind of shoot mm. at the car and then uh they're they're weaving their way through that and then they get to the uh sort of the end of the tunnel but there is the is it the lady yeah the the kind of lady bad guy yeah, he's got a with- super gun Yes, it's like a blue laser cannon or something. Right, like some kind of god killer. Yeah. And then she is shooting at what seems to be a laser-resistant station wagon. (laughs) Yes, well, you know, they built them to last. (laughs) Yeah, it's Detroit Steel, baby. (laughs) And anyway, they end up going up the side of the wall to get around the mines and the super gun, which sounds more exciting than it was. (laughs) Because, like... it's just it was just like right. and just <laughs> but it's i mean it's a station wagon going eight miles an hour at a 
14 degree angle yeah. you know it's just like okay well i guess that's exciting kind of um, yeah but they speeded it up i mean it was it was you know it was them duke boys done it again yeah <laughs> they were doing what they could with it and yeah. and then there was some sort of last trap that yes. I don't totally understand how this happens, but all of a sudden Big Ape is fried and is a skeleton. Yeah, he he got, I don't know whether he got blue lasered or something. Some kind of trap got, or something? Uh, yeah, look, there was, oh, it was red lasers. It was a red laser trap, and we all know that red lasers are the most deadly ones. Uh, that shot through the car into Big Ape, but didn't actually do any damage to the car. Or to the the coffin. It only fried uh, Big Ape. Right. And this is where we have the horrifying reveal that Parsifal knew about this trap. And yeah. so had allowed Big Ape to come with them just so he could sacrifice Big Ape in this situation. Yeah. And then, it seems like a lot of forward planning, but really, there's been no forward planning in this movie whatsoever. And then Gianna casually asks, well, I guess you weren't worried about him really being fertile. Assuming <laughs> that he knew, that Parsifal knew, as soon as I leave them alone, Big Ape is going to rape this fertile lady. But yeah. I am putting all my chips on the fact that his semen ain't got no swimmers. Yeah. And... Gianna is cool with this plan. Yeah. Despite the fact that Melissa, I think her name was, yes. is in that tube right now, just lying in a monkey-based wet spot. <laughs> yeah, it's, it is the most horrifying thing that happens it's, in the movie, is that this guy choreographed the rape of a girl mm. to, to escape New York. Yeah, and then sacrificed the man that raped her to save him. It's to save himself, right? The rape was an incidental crime. Like I don't think he <laughs> wanted the rape to happen, but it sure isn't going to keep him up at night. Well, no, it's just, it was convenient. Um, one thing I will say in Big Ape's rapey defense is that at one point before he gets completely zapped, he decapitates like five dudes by oh, throwing a sword. <laughs> By throwing a scimitar just out the back of the car. See, there should have been more of that in the movie, right? If yes. Big Ape could have done that, him doing a bit of like jumping out the back of the wagon, swashbuckler style, you know, a bit of Errol Flynn, dun, 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 ha -ha, and just swinging and chopping, I would have paid good money to see that. Yeah, if you had made Big Ape a character who had desires and hopes and dreams other than <laughs> rape... It would have been interesting to see, like, maybe he could have sacrificed himself for the others, and, you yeah. know, it could have meant something. In this case, but it no. was just like, oh, a rapist died? Good. <laughs> but also, that makes Parsifal a monster. Yeah. A, a, a hairy communist rapist. Yeah! Oh, it's just the worst. Oh, I know. It, and... Just so now that we've escaped through our completely Machiavellian scheme <laughs> and not again in a cool escape from New York way, just an no. awful as a person way, you know, like Snake Plissken is all about personal freedom. Whereas, yeah. you know, Parsifal, uh. he's just about like 
getting a little tail and saving his own hide. <laughs> yeah, d- just for the off chance that he might get a spot on a spaceship and be able to fire one up the last fellow women in the world. Yeah, all right. I guess you can make the the case that he's uh, all this rape and so forth is all in service of getting a seat on this spaceship. Um, well, allegedly. <laughs> alleged rape, yes. Um, <laughs> we never saw nothing. No. And, yeah, and so he... Who is it that shows up? Who's the, the final boss that shows up, uh, after he gets out? Like, he, oh, it's, uh, it's Ratchet who yeah, has it's, survived it's Ratchet, all yeah. along and is just a nothing character. So I always forget that he's real. <laughs> and then all yeah. of a sudden it's just like, Hey, uh, I'm going to call the helicopter in to get us out of here in just a second. Hang on. Uh, can you stay there and say a target kind of way? Sort of a, mm-hmm. uh, like, like you're a, a wounded animal thrashing about something like that. Yeah. And, yeah. And, 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 and we get the revelation that Ratchet is actually a cyborg. <laughs> right. Surprising <laughs> nobody because he had a metal ball flying out of his hand the whole movie. And also there was the thing about like when uh, the Darth Vader's use a noise cannon against the rebels yeah. or whatever the fuck. He, he It takes him a second. Like he sees other people holding yeah. their ears. <laughs> and then he's like, and he's going, oh, 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 oh. Worst robot ever. Right. Worst pretend robot ever. Like you only have to see it a little bit to be like is that guy a robot yeah um but then yeah he catches on and puts his hands over his ears and that's when parsifal points that out and it's like i i had my suspicions that you were not a real person uh after that happened and uh parsifal attacks him and then they scuffle in gymkata for a while and and then gianna gets stabbed yeah yeah gets stabbed right in the guts yeah, Ratchet gives her a length of pipe in the guts. And then uh Parsifal Jimkata's uh Ratchet to death. Um or shoots him. He gets no, shot he hits head. him with a rock. He hits him he goes completely low tech and hits him in the head with a rock. That's right. And and busts yep. him in the noggin. And then he and Gianna have this moment where she's like, Don't give up hope or whatever, Parsifal. Always yes. remember that I was a lady who was yes. cool with your rapes. <laughs> yes. Love means never having to ask about the people you raped before me. <laughs> right. And he's like, uh, well, I mean, mm. we didn't know each other all that well, but I guess this sucks for you, huh, lady? Well, <laughs> here, here's the, uh, Confederacy helicopter. Uh, smell you later, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> And so he just kind of, I mean, she dies and then off he fucks yeah. with the, uh, the, the fertile lady. Mm-hmm. And th- so the movie ends with them on the rocket ship. There's a countdown. The rocket ship to Alpha Centauri takes off. And then Parsifal goes to visit in the med bay or whatever. Uh, wherever they're keeping Melissa, yeah. But the, this is also remembering that this is um this is the base that we were at earlier, like um you know tiny town, frozen tiny town is now automatically converted into a magical spaceship that a press of a button, like like it's like Voltron or something, and everybody's on board, no time to pack. Yeah, it's like oh, we got to go, uh, and the president like 
gives up his seat. He goes, look, uh, you know, I've, I've got, I've got the mange. Um, you know, none of my swimmers work. I've got three months. You can have my seat. And I'm going, yeah, I don't know. I don't think that's going to happen. And then it's like off to the med bay to, to see the, the last fertile woman alive. Yeah. And then there is this weird moment where. He's like, hey, uh, how's she doing? And there's some nurse that's like, hey, I'm here to, you know, make sure she doesn't die. And by the way, she don't know nothing about anything that's happened in the past 20 years because she's been in hibernation. And I think you, you know, futuristic apocalypse derby driver are just the guy to summarize what the last 20 years of civilization have been. Yeah. And he's like, uh, okay. Yeah, and he's like, I totally agree. I think I'm just the guy for the job. Yeah, yeah. I so, s- uh, your, your dad's dead. Um, everything's fucked. Uh, there's a lot of rape. Oh, and you're about to become a baby making machine. Uh, right. That's pretty much about it. Yeah, I can certainly explain the vaginal trauma she no doubt has. <laughs> yeah, that weird monkey based wet spot we talked about earlier. Yeah, and then she opens her eyes, and there's a weird moment where she just kind of looks at him, and I'm like, oh my god, is she doing some kind? Kind of twilight imprint on him like one where like the first guy she sees when she opens her eyes she's gonna be like oh man <laughs> right because that's every woman in this movie every woman that sees parsifal is like we're totally gonna fuck right and apparently you know the last fertile woman alive is no different and the well, idea see, that I- yeah, the, but I looked at her and she looked like she looked a bit angry and a touch fucked off. <laughs> I, like the the credits roll and the look on her face is just like, ah. Uh, yeah, her expression uh, is enigmatic, like the Mona Lisa. Um, mm. It's hard to tell if she is happy or sad. But mm. I, I mean, maybe it's just that blend of like, why does my vagina hurt so much? Also, <laughs> yeah, what, is my, what is my vagina hit? Why am I in a wet spot? And a oh, man, did he do this? Right, am I looking into the face of my attacker? Yes. Is this the last face I'll ever see? See, So many questions. And that's where the movie ends. Yeah, no, it freeze frames on her weird expression and then credits. And I was like, (laughs) really? All right. (laughs) Yeah, everyone's off. We're we're back to a rape-based economy. Um, She's about to be scooped out for 500 eggs and uh, potentially is carrying a hairy baby. Yep. So, you know. That's it. And they all lived happily ever after. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I, it's hard to say. Is this a happy ending? Is it a sad ending? It's hard to say. I. It's all utter nonsense. It, it, it's an ending, and I think that's all we could ask for. <laughs> yeah, eventually this movie does in fact end.
I'll go through. My so far away is at my door. And now I can't be happy anymore. The world, it's getting hotter every day. And none of us will get a say. But soon enough, we're going to pay. We'll pay one day. Now I know exactly what's in Well, we managed to get through. Um, are, are you still are you still stuck inside my robot? Oh my god! I, Ziggy says that's it. I'm going. I'm I'm leaping. Maybe this will finally be my leap home. Oh boy! versus the Doomsday Clock, a proud member of the Legion Podcast Network. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud, TuneIn, and on your Android device. Come join the rest of the Meat Popsicles in our Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash witch versus the Doomsday Clock. The replicant known as witch can be found on Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr, and Instagram by searching for T-H-E-W-Y-C-H. Now, in the words of Lord Humongous, Just walk away, and there will be an end to the horror. Big thanks to my fellow podcasters for their support. Rock on, my brothers.